0: Attention, everyone. You're listening to Nat Cash Radio.
1: It's going to be hard to follow episode 15. It is. Yeah, episode 15 being at Bigfoot Country. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Are you? I
0: am. I am enjoying getting to spend time with you.
1: Is that really it? Yeah. Because you always say that. I feel like my mom tells you to say that.
0: She does. <laughs> she's
1: paying <laughs> me to be here,
0: she's paying me to be your friend. <laughs> worried All about these you. years. Thirty no. years thirty years later you're I'm rich. That's true.
1: <laughs> but uh episode sixteen, we are gonna be actually interviewing my boss here in a little bit. I had Ashley come up to the radio station. What's weird is this room you're in, Ashley, this studio used to be K ninety five studio.
0: Really? And we
1: moved to 26 In Memorial.
0: So were you working in this room? I was
1: working right where you sat. Really? Uh, for Cash and Carry okay. and Cash and Bradley. That's neat. Yeah. And so now after I got let go, canned, <laughs> fired from K95. <laughs> uh from K95, now I'm at the twister in the same studio. Circle of life. Circle. That is. Before we get to the interview with my boss, Carla Cantrell, I want to play you something that I found today. And I just cracked up because I never told you about this. In 2020, what was very popular? What was the number one show on Netflix that everyone was talking about? Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. Check this out. Okay.
2: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens in Tulsa,
1: Oklahoma. I'm looking at this website. The number one Halloween costume is the cast from Tiger King. Have you seen, I had a friend that actually dressed up as you uh, in March, and she nailed it. What do you think of all these costumes?
2: We're actually running a contest on our Facebook page for people that are doing the Carol Baskin contest or costume, because I've seen so many of them in the past couple days that I've just been in awe.
1: Isn't that awesome? Carol Baskin knows about you.
0: <laughs> you never told me that. Yeah,
1: I know. I for, I totally forgot. I forgot. But yeah, I thought that was so. So was she,
0: were you scared? Like, she could be a murderer.
1: I'm not scared of Carol Baskin.
0: She might feed you to her tiger. (laughs) I
1: am not scared of Carol Baskin. Okay. A little backstory on that. Um, Ashley one day during quarantine dressed up as Carol Baskin, and I was the boyfriend, Joe's boyfriend. Joe, you were Joe. I blacked out my teeth. Were you Joe? No. uh, His boyfriend. I was Joe's boyfriend. Uh, yeah. But (laughs) Ashley was Carol, and I have never seen a cooler. I was a really good Carol. You were a fantastic Carol. We need to post those pictures.
0: Okay. And you know what? what, Something I did because I was teaching online. So I dressed up like Carol that day to, you know, do my thing that night. And so that day online, I taught as Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Did you come on and say, hey, all you cool cats and kids? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Another
1: thing cool about this episode is we are giving away the the Bigfoot fire pit grill. Yes. And we're going to do that after the interview with my boss, okay? Perfect. So this episode um, is going to be interesting because, it, as some people know, I got let go in April And I just started a new job at 1061, The Twister. What's weird about the person we're interviewing is my new boss, but she's actually my old boss. When I moved from Las Vegas, she was the one that brought me back from Vegas. So it's all Circle of Life. Carla Cantrell in the house. Such
2: a Circle of Life. Yeah, I feel like a lion right now. I feel like, yeah, because Circle of Life.
1: Oh, yeah. Lion King. Uh, You met Ashley at the Blake Shelton concert. Yes, I did. Hello. What do you think about Nat Cash Radio? How do you think we're doing?
2: Uh, I don't know. I've never listened to an episode. (laughs) 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 Carla! (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, man. I heard there was something about Bigfoot, and uh, yeah, I was out. I was like, okay. Okay, you, you're you out on that? I'll listen to this when I have enough time in my life, which is uh, never, as Natalie, <laughs> Natalie can tell you, because we are always just running all over the place at Twister. Give us your radio resume. Mine is actually pretty short. Like A lot of people in radio jump around a lot, but I was really, really lucky. I got a part-time job when I was 16. In my little hometown, we had a radio station between a couple little hometowns. I got a part-time job working Friday and Saturday nights at my little Your country Your first job station. was on air. Uh, I did the weather. I had to do the newscast. And I used to tape the newscast on a reel-to-reel machine. The old people Drilled. in the will remember these. Reel-to-reel machine. I would tape my whole newscast, and it was 20 minutes long. And I, I had to rip all the AP stuff off. You know, that was all the Associated Press news, and then I would put it all together, and I would read it, and I would tape it on this reel-to-reel machine, and then I'd go in, and at the top of the hour, I'd play it back, and then, bleep, and then it would go back to the satellite radio after that. you have any uh, old, old no, tapes? No, those have all been destroyed. <laughs> so sad. Um, but my boss one day said, okay, have you still got your news stories? You didn't throw those away, right, just in case something happens. And I was like, yeah, no, I still have all my news stories printed out right here. And he took my reel-to-reel machine, and he erased it. Oh! <gasps> In front of me. Why? He wanted me to do the news live. And he knew that I would never be brave enough to do it if I had a backup.
1: Dude, the first time a microphone was in front of me, were you not a little freaked out? Like,
2: oh, you terrified. Yeah. I was all of 16 years old and I had to like do 20 minutes live That's in a, a long, long time. time. That is a so long time. So how'd you time. do? I mean, it was probably horrible and I'm glad that no evidence exists of that 20 minutes. But he erased my reel-to-reel and then he left the building. <laughs> he went into town. He was like, okay. Like I'm old school Carla. living my life right now. I'm leaving, right. <laughs> he the said, therapy. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'll be back in an hour. I'm going to go get us some donuts. And off he went. And I was the only person at the radio station. There was no backup plan. There was no person to save me. There was nothing. There was me and the microphone and it went bleep bleep and then went dead until I opened the microphone and started talking. So wow. I, have, I, have, I, have, I have sounded like a scared 16 year old girl, I'm sure is how I sounded. But I worked there until I graduated high school and I graduated high school and went to college with still no plan of what I was going to be or what I was going to do. I had no idea because I'm loud and obnoxious and naturally a pirate. But there's not a lot of job resumes that are like looking for loud, obnoxious people. I feel you. I have no, right. I I loved speech being in front of people, like put me on a speech team or in a play. Right. And that is where all of my energy, I love that. I love the audience. And, but so, yeah, no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I got on the speech team at college, which was good. And the end of my freshman year, my second semester, I walked into a random class, I don't remember what what it was, and my professor was a program director at a country radio station wow. in town, and he said, does anyone have any experience or would you be interested at all in working in radio? And I was like, um, I worked for two years at my little station in my hometown. So I worked there for the rest of my college career. So I graduated with a four-year degree in broadcasting, and I had... Which is six rare. Years, right. And I had six years of experience, experience already when I graduated. That's and I was I was the midday girl at his little country station. I started off part time. And then their midday girl um, got pregnant and decided to stay at home. And so I worked my classes around it so that I could be there from 10 to 3 in the afternoon. So I had serious chops. When I got out of college, I was like, woohoo. I was only You're 23. You're already Howard Stern. Yeah, it was, it was great. That's awesome. And then you went to K-95? Uh No, then I went to Mississippi. <laughs> ha. I went from Iowa to Tupelo, Mississippi, birthplace of Elvis. Salute. And I worked on a morning show with a guy from Cincinnati. Our consultant was Rusty Walker, who... Only people in radio know who Rusty He's Walker is. Michael Jordan of radio. He is he is a huge huge influence in country radio or any kind of radio as you know it right now. Like he signed on multiple stations and was just this huge consultant and huge voice in the business. And he used to tell people that he he found me walking out of a cornfield because I had just happened. I had cousins in Mississippi, and I met a boy when I was there on vacation. He took my little cassette and my resume and put it out at every radio station within like a 90-mile radius of where he lived. And this one radio station was looking for a morning show girl. And wham, bam, I got the job. That was before LinkedIn. I married the boy seven months after I met him. I was there for four years-ish, being the morning show person. And then they moved me to mid days because what they found out is like i'm also i i like to it's not like i like to, but I'm pretty efficient. I was always a good student. I got taken off the morning show and put in midday so that I could be the promotions person. And then I was the promotions person, the production director. I was a lot of, I wore a lot of hats during those four years. They just kept moving me to find out where I would go.
1: That's interesting to say that because now in radio, you wear all these hats. Yeah. Like now I'm doing something I've never done before. Right. Like two other hats other than just morning radio. Is that how, is that when radio stopped, started changing? Well,
2: right. Well, radio, when I I first got in it. We drove our own van to the remote. I set up all my equipment. Oh, wow. I put the I put the antenna on top of the van. Like crawled on top of the van and put the antenna up there. I had to put a 14-foot inflatable cowboy boot up by myself. <laughs> And, you know, I weigh like 120 pounds and I had to, I had to like bribe people to help me move the sandbags to like put it down. I have never been that tough. And so, yeah, I just, you do everything by yourself all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like my alternator on the van died at a remote And I called the program director and he was like, I don't know, figure it out. I'm all by myself at a car dealer. Getting on the
1: microphone. Hey, guys, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) I had had
2: listeners come and park their cars by the van with their radios cranked as loud as they would so that the client, the car dealer, wouldn't know anything bad was happening. And then I called my husband and said, "My alternate I don't know what's wrong with the van, but the van just died. And he came by, found out it was the alternator, went and bought a new alternator and put it in on the car lot during my remote. You wow. are a pirate. So
0: you've worn all these hats. Do you like to be on the air or behind the scenes?
2: I'd much rather be on the air. Because again, audience, drama kid, Got audience, it. Okay. speech. When
0: would you get to K95?
1: When you, When'd you get to Tulsa? 1998. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at Carla, the, I read the other day that you can say that you are from a state if you've lived there 13 years, I believe. Carla, <laughs> still, I don't think claims Oklahoma. However, you were at K95 for,
2: gah 15. 15 years. Yeah and then you went to Fargo. Amen, brother. And your name was Skeeter. My name was Skeeter. I was on a froggy station. My name was Skeeter.
1: And now you're back in Tulsa.
2: Now I'm back in Tulsa. So you
1: appreciate Tulsa so much more now, right?
2: I really do. You know, when you're here and it's 114 degrees for like three months at a time and you don't get any rain and you're like, I'm originally from Iowa again, you know, it's green and beautiful or it's Really snowy. You know, like there's no in between. But I just yeah, I mean and at the time too, I lived in Broken Arrow. The Rose district didn't exist. Like none of that was there. There was no water in the river. Like a lot of things have changed. Like the uh downtown That's in the past six years. Right, right, right. That's what I mean. Like the Greenwood district downtown, none of that existed when I left and went to Fargo. When we had the B O K Center, there were cool things here. The PAC, which is one of my favorite. But it was just
1: like starting to hit. Right. It was just
2: starting to go. And then I moved to Fargo which will give you an appreciation for other places. I loved the people I worked with in Fargo. I loved the like the audience of Froggy, but the weather is so different, and it's flat, like no trees, flat. You can see, if your dog runs away, you're going to see him for a week and a half. Wow. Gone. Like, I mean, there is no, there's no dip, there's no, there was like a line of trees in town, and that was it. Like, it's so different. All the houses are either Either they were built way back when, or they're all these brand new houses mm. like in Edward Scissorhands where everything looks exactly the same. And did they all have basements? Uh, Yeah, most of them had basements, but you have to put a dehumidifier mm-hmm. in your basement and you have to use uh, like water softener stuff, like all these things that I didn't exist. And when I quit, when I left, my family was already in the car. And they had gone. <laughs> They'd already sold the house, bought a house, got they were the kids already back in. Oklahoma. They were already back in <laughs> Oklahoma. But the, by the time I went in and told my boss, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm no one's going to hire me back in Tulsa because they're going to think I got fired in Fargo." There's not much worse you can say than I'm fired in Fargo. I was not fired in Fargo. I loved my Sounds people like that I worked with, but I had to go in and tell him, "Like, I, I'm sorry. My family hates like this Skeeter's place." Skeeter's retiring. But after that, everyone that I worked with said, "Well, you're on antidepressants, right?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, you're on anti-anxiety meds though, right? No. Are you at least taking your vitamin D? I'm like, no. Well, it turns out because there's only like three and a half hours of sunlight all winter, and it is literally, you cannot blink your eyes. I was told this this first week I was there in the wintertime. Do not blink on your way out to the car because your eyes will freeze shut. Uh, it is that cold. We had, why we had would someone anyone would die. Miserable. Right, We had someone die. They took, the airport is in town. Like, more so than Tulsa's airport is attached to this. He dropped his friend off at the airport. He went to go back out, and he missed the turn and went in the ditch and froze to death in town. There was a family that, that froze to death in the parking lot of the mall. Wow. Because they, they, they started to freeze, and so they would turn on their, turn on their engine, and the, the exhaust got iced over, and they all died of carbon monoxide. Poisoning.
1: Well, how cold is it? Give me the temp. Negatives, like, freaking, right? yeah,
2: negatives. I mean, all, like I Like, all can't the time? Even, no, not all the time. In the summer, it gets up to, like, 100. Wow. And and that's just it. Is It's like. Um, is it a place to travel? Vargo? Yes. In, yes. in, in the Vargo summer? Vargo in the summertime is absolutely beautiful. And I swear to you, I don't even have it on my weather app anymore. I used to have it on my weather app just so I could look it up and then, like, be, be like, Oh, I'm so glad there. I'm not there. <laughs> but uh, you start watching it. Start watching it on the news and the weather. Okay. Like, see how different it is. But. What's really weird is in the summertime, the sun stays up to like 11, 1130. That's how it was in Michigan. And in the wintertime, it, like three and a half hours of sunlight.
1: That that would suck. I would hate not yeah. that, having sunshine. But it, had oh.
2: I known, like, I think that if somebody would have adopted me earlier and said, hey, you do know you have to take vitamin D, right? And, and do you know, really should be bleep. on anti, anti-anxiety. Because I was just sad all the time, but I tried to power through it. I yeah. just put a smile on yeah. and tried to be okay. You don't want to be, be that, that really guy tough. that's
1: Debbie Downer all the time, you know?
2: I, mean, I'm still, I felt that in Vegas. I'm, I'm one of the most positive people that I know, and I still was, like, really hurting there. And when I came back, it was September, and it was just starting to get really cold and dark there. And I came here, and it was still summertime. Mm. And it was, like, a light— like just, Were you just happy? Yeah, just like yeah. that, I was better. But unfortunately, my family all has, like, different levels of anxiety, and my my husband has OCD, and so they're still goofed up. All these years later, they're still, like, Fargo just jacked them forever. But me, I had PTSD. seasonal. <laughs> right, right. It, it really is. But it's I had. Seasonal,
0: what Yeah, is it Seasonal called? depression. I feel like I can yeah. even get that here in the winter yeah. sometimes. Just when it, the sun is not out, it's freezing cold for yeah. a long time.
2: If you're a boat rat, like my husband, like.
0: I just love the sun. Yeah. I like to be outside.
2: My husband's from Alabama, Mississippi, and I moved him to Fargo, so.
0: Have you How long have you been a boss? I kid I was a boss at Abercrombie for a long time.
1: Quick boss You are story. a boss, boss. I <laughs> know, uh, I'm your boss at NetCash Radio right now. You be quiet over there. Uh, but I was a boss at Abercrombie. Um I was a manager and I hated it. I did not like it. I mean, I remember coming in, I went to the bathroom, came out of the stock room and all the kids were on top of the tables. Dancing, and I was like, I've lost all control. All control.
2: <laughs> See, but you would have been the first one up there dancing if you had been the I'm boss. I know. I'm surprised I wasn't the one that
1: was like, "You guys go ahead." Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. But do you like being a boss? Or
2: well, here's what I've found over the years: when I tried not to be a boss when I was the morning show girl in Tupelo, I I did not agree with some of the things that management or that my boss made me do. So then, yeah, when you and and there have been i swear this is a girl thing you like yell at me if it's not but i never really trust myself you're like oh this guy that's the same age as me and has less experience is probably going to be way better at this and driving that truck you know what i mean you should never think that i should be able to man up and go this do a the damn world. job and when i when i went to tupelo they just kept giving me other jobs and my general manager god bless him had told me one time i feel better when you're in the building. So I'm sorry if you don't want to do this, but I feel better when you're here. I know what's going to get done. I know it's going to get done right. And I'm like, okay, that's that's a good thing. That's a great compliment. But then my next job, the PD quit. And my GM was like, do you want to put in for it? And I was like, no, that's okay. I'll just be the assistant. (laughs) And then we got a new boss that was literally a year younger than me, didn't have as much experience, and was a jack wagon. He was not a good boss. He was a good guy. He was really funny. But as a manager, he just was horrible. Horrible. And and when he quit, I was like, All right, screw this. My hat's in the ring. Let me go. And and then when I came to uh here to Tulsa, I was I came in as an assistant program director, but with the promise that when he left I was gonna be the PD. And then and that was exactly what I needed because I didn't trust myself yet. I needed him to be like we shared an office, so I, I I heard how he talked to salespeople and I heard how he talked to record people on the phone. And I watched his like every move. He was a much bigger hard ass than I am. Um, can I say that this on is a Cash family ADM? show? Anyway, he was he was much. Put a dollar harder. in the swear jar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Tink. You know, by the time he left, I trusted myself a little more. I was still scared to death when he left, but I'd been an APD at the radio station, at that radio station, for five years. So if I was going to take it over any time, that was it. That was the time. And then after that 10 years, I was 10 years PD at K95. Yeah, now I really trust myself. Now I'm like, you know what? Other people know more than me probably, but I got the basics down, and nobody's more freaking passionate than I am. I really don't. I'll go
1: toe-to-toe with you on that.
2: Yeah, true. (laughs) But you're passionate in every direction. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> northeast south and west well, I want to know what you think of Nat as oh. a coworker. fast in every direction I, I truly she's like Seabiscuit right now because that's the Biscuit. is that a dog a line, a not horse? a Biscuit? it's the horse and he's he's running and they're trying to get him he's fast but he keeps weaving and they're like what is wrong with him and he's she's like he's drunk. fast but in every direction I just because I know where she is right now Natalie's always she's the best person to have on the basketball team because she's under the hoop she's over the hoop she's guarding she's there, ah, she's everywhere but, and I know exactly where she is because when I went from being a morning show girl to being middays, I thought I was going to hate it and then I got a good night's sleep and I was like oh this is the best thing they ever she did to me. no kidding right? I'm so
0: glad she doesn't have to wake up early Oh, that stressed me out
2: it destroys your life <laughs> Like it, it destroys you your never, real life
0: well because you Feel can't the, really do anything at night because no. you've got to be in bed well, so well and early. then if you do
2: you're
1: messed up for a good two you to three days. Right. But that your whole day is a fog. When you wake up at three thirty in the morning, five days out of the week, by the time it's Friday, yeah. you're like, I don't need to drink tonight. I'm already drunk. Because I don't so know what the heck I'm doing. Did you oh, take yeah.
2: Did you take naps in the afternoon?
1: I did some days. I tried not to.
2: Yeah. Um. They but... say you shouldn't, but I could never oh, get through hard. a day without a nap. I couldn't do it. Well, oh, then yeah. you
0: maybe couldn't fall asleep at night, right? If you take a nap, right? Or... Well,
2: and and here's the thing, too. Natalie is also Type A personality. So when we're out in public and when we're doing the show, it is all this energy.
0: She's Type A.
2: Don't you think? What
0: does Type A mean? I do not.
2: Like you're up here, like everything is like. She's high level. octane. Ah. Yeah, she's but high But I would octane. say type B. What's really? type B? More relaxed. I don't see that. But back to Nat as an employee. <laughs> so that's just yeah. it. When, she's the, when she was just the morning show girl, because that's the, that's the role that she knows, she's great at that because you right. can. she's like a dog on a bone. Go, get in public. Go do your thing. Go, go. Make Natalie Cash a star. She's great at that. But now we're trying to shove her in a couple other hats where at Twister and iHeart just in general. Oh yeah. Different you, company. It's it's a different company, but not only that, she's a different she's in a different position. Now mm-hmm. she's the afternoon drive person, but she also, you know, has to do more things with the website and she has to do more things with like the music stuff. She's she's more involved in that. I'm so,
1: adulting more.
2: Right, right, right. And, and it, I struggle with that. But it was it was hard for me. So I mean, I know where you are because it was hard for me to go from morning show girl to production director and then you got to be on top of all this paperwork and and sales and uh, and then to go from just being you wouldn't have talent
1: you're you go from talent to where you're go to a place and they they have everything set up for you to where I'm going and I'm like okay is everything set up mm -hmm.
2: and that's different yeah exactly it's it's a totally different just going from assistant program director to program director I had salespeople crying because I was saying no to them. Where I was the assistant PD, I was the good guy. Like, I'm the good cop. He's the bad cop. Oh, yeah, I totally would have let you do that. And then he left. And I was like, no, nah, I'm sorry. You can't do that. And then they were freaked out. And I'm like, but that's, that, that is that you're wearing a new hat. You got to go in this direction. Ah. And here's the thing. I really I really feel like at the end of the day, you are going to flip and be amazing at everything that you try. And Thank you. what's better is it's, it's way better for you. It is way better for you. I know, I'm trying you are, to see that when you go from way when you better go from, professionally. The morning is that show, what you mean like yeah, just professionally, all okay. professionally, but just all personally, around personally,
0: all around personally, okay. just
2: all around. Because when you go from being, I could name a name right now, but I'm not going to, a morning show person, and this is my job is to make myself famous. Try to translate that into anything else. There is not another job out there unless you can go be a professional pirate at the Castle Muskogee Renaissance Festival please hire <laughs> me i could be a me. clown <laughs> please hire me um, but you know if you know if you know websites and you know how to organize and you know how to um, you know work with a team and all of that kind of stuff is way more important. It, it, just in the in the large scope of things, it's going to translate better for you at the end of the day. So she's learning a lot more skills. I think she's learning so many more skills. Oh, just I've like, learned so much in over the past three months. The guy that was here before you, we know now you like works, him more. No, it's just when he came in. <laughs> when he came in, he didn't know this was like his second job in radio ever. But in his defense, he did get, go to college for digital he stuff. Went, he went to college for graphic design. Yeah. So he was good at graphics on computers, but now he was in that position for five years. That was a good story. He was he was working here for five years. Mm -hmm. He learned what the hell he was doing, and then he translated that into working for Sony in Nashville. And he now takes artists around to do. Maren Morris. Yeah, like huge artists. Huge artists. He Luke Combs. He was just hanging out with Luke Combs and takes them to different places to be interviewed. And he may take the audio file and edit it down and then send it to all the radio stations. Or he may take video of something that's happening and edit that down and send it to all the radio stations. And he said the same thing. He still feels overwhelmed every day because they're throwing so much at him all the time. But he's learning so much. Those skills, this, the technical skills, t- can translate to so many other things. Yeah. There was another guy that was our promotions director here. was the web. He was the digital lead before Houston. And he now works for a, um, they fundraise and he does, he organizes their websites and their socials. Yeah, and they're he,
0: opening doors of opportunity. They are opening doors, doors That's of That's
2: a great thing about
1: iHeart too, is that they do have a lot of opportunities for on-air talent. I do know that you've been in country music pretty much besides your news time, right? Your news lady time?
2: Yeah. Well, okay. that was also at a country station. I've been in country radio my entire career in radio, which is crazy. Me too.
1: Me too. That's weird. Isn't that crazy? When I got let go, this guy in L.A. called me. He goes, Natalie, you need to get out of country radio. And I was like, ah, but I like it. And he goes, do you like it or are you comfortable? And I was like, I do like it. I like the artists. I like the record labels. I, I
2: The listeners. Yeah. I mean, all of it is It's just... totally different. The relationship between country music artists and any other radio, genre. Any other genre. Yeah, any other one. I would never get out of country. And they tried to talk me out of that, too. In the early 90s, they were like, country's dead, country's dying. It's never coming back again. You need to switch over to to top 40. Well, it was cool back then. Yeah, well, but that's when Alan Jackson look, and Reba McIntyre and all those guys started putting out remake albums
1: uh, yeah. and stuff.
2: Like it, they thought it was going to die, like in ninety one ish ninety. I mean, I can't remember the exact year, but it was somewhere no, in the nineties. Right. They were like, "This, is, like, this is dead. This genre is dead. It's out." And they tried to talk me into going. Yeah, you know the song always too. comes to
1: mind. That ain't my truck in her drive. That song Toby is like, Keith? Not, no, it's uh, yeah, it's Red Toby Keith.
2: No, it's Toby Keith.
1: That's Red Akins. That's Toby Keith. That is Red Akins. Oh my gosh. That right ain't my now. truck. It's in- someone else's life. It's Toby Keith. No, it's that ain't my truck. Red Akins. Red I was right. It's Thomas <laughs> Rhett's dad. Anyways. Yeah, that ain't my truck in her drive. Like seriously? Oh, that's his dad? Yeah. 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 Hmm. But we're going to play a game it's called Who Knows Country Music Better. 2 seconds of a song. Now, Carla here's the rules. Ashley just gets to name the artist. You have to name the artist and song. I'm going to play you three songs. Carla, you're going to go up first. Here's your first song. From a
2: boots to her down home room.
1: What do you think it is, Carla? You're up.
2: She's country. Jason Aldean. You're right. You got it right. Thank you for an easy one. Good job.
1: Okay. You ready, Ash? Ready. Here's your song, Ash. Be my sugar baby. What do you think it is, Honeybee? I did say you just had to get singer right, yeah, but so singer I'm song, I'm going to give it to you. Okay, thank you. So, in this last round of Who Knows Country Music Better, I'm going to play you a snippet. Whoever answers it first is the winner, and you win nothing. I've got some st-
0: confetti right here. I'll
1: throw okay. it Okay, you him. get some confetti. <laughs> Hang
0: on. You're
2: cleaning that up tomorrow now.
1: All right, here's the third song. I'm going to show what little girl's made Goodbye, ladies. Oops.
0: Oh <laughs> Carla oh, Champion.
1: Thank God, dude. I was gonna be concerned if you got beat. Good job, I mean, Carla. Man, Carla, thank you. thank you for being on Nat Cash Radio. Your first episode. So are you gonna listen
2: to this episode? Uh probably not, because so I'm gonna be like, what did I say? I don't know. Or why. who did I hire? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I'm very glad you're here. If you're always
0: here, in the little amount of free time that you have, what are you doing?
2: Actually, this is the easiest radio gig that I have ever had as far as, like, outside time. Yeah? Like, when I'm here, I'm, like, focused. But uh, we are blessed to have a boss that has family and pets and outside interests, so... It's not 10 days at the Tulsa State Fair. No offense, Tulsa State Fair Board. <laughs> it's 11 days of awesome, by the way, not 10. 11 days of awesome. You know, we do have like quite a bit of free time, actually. And now that my kids are older, they're like 19 and 23. Okay. I feel like I got tons of time. Right. Um. I teach at my church whenever possible because I got really close to them when I was laid off there for nine months. And I have dogs and cats Too very numerous to mention and I read a lot and I also unfortunately binge watch TV which I'm like I'm all into Um, I shouldn't have survived now that's my favorite new thing Okay. she's an
1: interesting character she's a firecracker and you know what I love about her (laughs) she came into this radio station when it was brand new and she's got these two powerhouse radio stations KVOO and or the bull and K95 and she's got this little twister radio station
2: and she's she was number one last book I mean, just it's all passion, man. It's it all is. just heart, man. You're With just no budget. You're just hoping. You're just hoping that it goes. And you're, but yeah. wait, you know, I think that I mean, and I know that this sounds hokey, but I am all about like we put so much love out into the air. The listeners, Team Twister, just love us back. And I just feel like it's all it's all about positive and it's all about love. And we try never to be snarky or to put our listeners down. Like, she always says that to love. me. She's like.
1: She, I, I played this dude on the air one time. She came in there. She goes, That was way too snarky. <laughs> for <laughs> Twister.
2: I had to it Google really snarky. is. But I've got like crystals all over the place and like salt water, and we break up the bad juju. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you for it's hiring me, the by the way. You're
1: welcome. This is way better than being at my house walking in circles. <laughs> what am I going to do with my time? I've
2: seen you walk in circles here, and I was wondering why you do that. Now Imagine I know it's just, like, it's just imagining being in the house. So, but yeah, no, it's all it's all good, man. Love life. That's man. Awesome. Make sure you listen to Nat Cash Radio. Okay, I'm right. on Episode my. I'm going to be asking now.
0: you about how you feel about the interview.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now get out of here, Carla. We got to call a winner. It's time. See you, skater. You see you, skater. I that was cool. That was nice of her to do that. Very. Um, cool.
0: and it went well, don't you think? Yeah, it went
1: very well. Okay. We're going to go with yes. Yeah. She won't ever know because she won't listen. But we need to call someone, Ash. Okay. We got to get a winner for uh, last episode, episode 15. We went to Bigfoot Country in Anobi, America. And uh, Heavy Metal Outdoor Products was awesome.
0: Yes, they were. They
1: donated a fire pit grill. Am I saying that right? I think so. Valued at 350 bucks, I think. I think $400. $400, bucks. Yeah. regardless. It's a cool grill. And uh, I think we got a winner. <phone rings> okay.
0: I want you to ask for me. Hello? Hi, can I speak to Randy? This is E. Hi, Randy. Do you listen to Nat Cash Radio? I do. I'm listening to it right now. Yay! (laughs) Big fan right here. Well, this is Ash from Nat Cash Radio, and we've got a surprise for you. What's that?
1: Dude, you're the big winner of the Bigfoot Fire Pit Grill from Heavy Metal Outdoor Products. Congratulations. Are you for real? Yeah! Holy s***! i'm excited he just said the s word that's funny it's a cool looking grill first of all but i thought randy will use this congratulations you are the big winner thank you for listening to nat cash radio and it it, isn't it just life-changing when you listen to it it is yeah i follow somebody i follow nat cash okay i thought i was gonna say i fall asleep (laughs) well it's almost my bedtime i am old nah you're not old randy (laughs) Well, enjoy the fire pit and enjoy camping, hunting, whatever
0: you do with it, man. All right, well, we appreciate it. Thanks for sharing and thanks for liking and listening to Nat Cash Radio. Thank you very much. You are welcome. How cool is that? We had a
1: giveaway on Nat Cash Radio, a fire pit grill. Huge thank you to Heavy Metal Outdoor Products, Daniel Lee Lester Ford. Lester Lee Daniel Ford. My bad, whatever. Yep. The man with four names. You are a good dude. Thank you for uh, giving that. And I believe episode 17. Holy cow. We're already at 17? We are at 17, Ashley. I would have never thought. Oh, no. I thought we'd be at seven minutes into the first <laughs> podcast.
0: I've had a lot of, uh, some great times.
1: I know. I told you, I, I regret not calling it Nat Cash and Ash. I well, really do. Yeah. But now that we're in the weeds, it's we're good. never getting out. Sorry. <laughs> alright episode 16 is that a wrap that's a wrap
0: on behalf of the North Tulsa County Bird Creek Bottoms Redneck Association thank you for listening to Nat Cash Radio listening to my mommy on Nat Cash Radio
2: I love you mommy